I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The trade titan, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, the trade titan. You know I love some uh, NBA trade machine. And, uh, man, Mavs Twitter... So I was in meetings. Uh, yeah, I was in meetings at uh, my job, I guess, on Tuesday and I get out of a meeting. I have text and everything about KP not playing against Boston because, and, of course. <laughs> and then I click uh, on Twitter and Mavs Twitter is up in flames because we know uh, the Twitter community represents everything, right? <laughs> We're on there, so it represents us. For sure. For sure. <laughs> on today's show, Isaac and I are going to touch on the Kristaps Porzingis trade rumors, not rumors, denied rumors, all of the above. We'll talk about that. Talk about if they're talking to the Warriors, what could that mean? If the Mavericks did trade Kristaps Porzingis to the Warriors, what would that look like? What would the Mavs look like? Would the Warriors do that? Would the Mavs do that? All that. Plus, the second half of the schedule was released today, so... We, as is tradition for the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, we will walk through every single game predicting win, loss, or draw for all of them. <laughs> Stop it. We don't do that. That's not a tradition. It's our pet peeve. <laughs> but we will we will talk about the schedule a little bit and discuss some, some finer and rougher points of the schedule, and uh, we'll get into that. So, Christoph Porzingis, uh, we have to kind of talk about it, right? Like, we touched on it a little bit yesterday. The whole situation is strange. And there's just, I said yesterday, there's so much smoke to this that there has to be something. There, there's something there, right? The fact that he missed two games in a row with back tightness. We thought and speculated that maybe he missed the first game because they wanted him to play in the national TV game, the second game versus Celtics. And we both said it would raise a major red flag. He you used your whole landscaping analogy with the flags in the yard <laughs> to say that if Chris Porzingis missed the second game against Boston, then we would put the red flag. So we're putting the red flag up. We have to be men of our word. What does the flag mean? What what, is, what flag are you waving with the Chris Porzingis situation as far as his injury and then the quote-unquote trade rumors? Yeah, I'm unsure what it exactly means. Just just that... Excellent no, answer that, for a podcast. <laughs> um. The flag is there, though. My, my ears are perked up. There's some situations that happen, especially me. You know that I dance around some issues sometimes. Uh, but there's certain situations that you will hear me on this podcast very adamantly just be like, no, like, get like, off this. Like, this is dumb. Like Whatever. climate change and things like that. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> I was going to make a, a joke, but uh, no. Um this isn't one of them just because I don't know everything that is playing out. And I just like Nick said, there's so many little things that have your ears perked up that have the little landscape flags up of just the combination of 
one, I mean, KP is a very honest guy. And we've always said we really appreciate that from a media standpoint. Yep. But just the combination of KP being so open about the minute stuff and his rotation. And when he came back, he was, you know, was pretty adamant that he wanted to come back sooner than what he did. And he wants to play the five and compare it to the four. And there's just, there's been so many of these things from when he came back to his minute rotations, to his position on the court that he's been very open to the media about. And you can see it's like a frustration, you know, within him. And then, you know, just this whole, when you have a week off and you have all these practices and everything, and then bam, out for lower back tightness, bam, second game out for that too. Combine all of that with a few, you know, I want to say sporadic or a few random rumors, you know, from Ian Begley, who is a trusted, you know, reporter in New York and, you know, Jake Fisher at Bleach Report, which we love Jake's work and stuff. So it's just, you know, it's not the the core, what five guys that we say until, until it's a McMahon, Cato, you know, Stein Townsend, you know, Shams, Woj, one of those guys that come out and say something, I, I'd say that makes it official official, but it's all the little things that make the flags there. And you're like, you at least have your ears perked up of what is going on. That's the thing. So what is going on is the, is the question. So <laughs> I thought por- you just going to ask me that again. I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> so Porzingis, the the trade rumor from from Jake Fisher was that the Mavericks had been shopping him that or that they have been testing his trade value around teams right and we've mentioned before that's not anything new that's not anything that I would even that I would even like that would not even perk my ears necessarily that he that they were doing that because I feel like they do that for everybody I feel like all teams do that for all players at all times right anybody can be had for a price except probably Luca. Well, Right? I was going to say, not everybody. There's, I would say it's probably 90% of the league that's true for. But, I mean, you get I would Lakers. say like 98. Lake- you know, like LeBron and AD, I, probably not. Like Luka, yeah, but we probably can, we not. We could go Giannis, through Luka, Giannis. You know, like there's there's probably a good, what, 15 to 20 players that teams are not gauging the interest on in the league. And yet we've seen those players get traded. True, but At I wouldn't times. say it's just but, like yeah. But yes, you no know, point still stands. I think that that they have done this and just want to see what the trade value is. It's something that I would want to know, right? I would want to know like what if Porzingis comes out and all of a sudden demands a trade? Then we got to scramble and figure out all right, what can we get from some of these teams? What is his trade value? And or should or is his trade value so low that we have to squash it and try to work with it, right? Or is his trade value really high? And if he comes out and demands a trade, all of a sudden we're like okay. Let's let's get him out now because his trade value is really high. So I think that that alone wasn't that didn't perk my ears up that much. The fact that it was coupled with this injury thing that we've seen before from from Dennis with Jr. where he's out with back tightness and we just had the whole Andre Drummond out because the team is shopping him and they were openly doing that and they wanted him to stay away and then and then. After that, Draymond had the whole thing where he said, well, these teams just tell these players to stay home and they don't blah, 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 and they just have to sit for rest and blah, blah, blah. So you put back tightness in there and that gives them a reason to sit out if they if the two agreed that he needs to sit out to get traded, right? You know what I mean? While they're shopping him. I, I just There's so many little things that are happening recently that just perk my ears up. And the fact that he missed both games, it could just be a straight up injury, but it's all that. It's all that smoke. It's all that sweet, sweet smoke. I feel like I'm in a hookah lounge. Just give me the, pass me the trade machine pipe, and I'm ready to go. Um, 
So that's what's going on with Chris Porzingis. Do I think he's going to be traded? I don't know. Would I be surprised if he got traded by the deadline? If, if by the trade deadline, March 25th, if he was not a Dallas Maverick, would I be super surprised and shocked? I'd be a little surprised, but I don't know if I'd be shocked, right? Yeah, I mean, I do. I feel like over the past like few days for Mavs fans, you, I feel like a lot of them would be like, no, I wouldn't be shocked. I do think a lot of people would be shocked around the league because that would be a quick turnaround. I mean, they just handed him a max contract last offseason. And, you know, there's just, if they did trade him over the next three or four weeks, there are a few things would have to have happened either already or over the next few weeks. And that's the, the conversation with KP and the team. If, if KP wants his own team or wants a, a different atmosphere or something like that, or if the team's like, Hey, we, we're unsure about the medical thing. You know, he's under contract for, you know, four more years. Is there equal value somewhere out there? You know, is that's the, that's the type of stuff that we just don't, we don't know what might happen over three or four weeks, but yeah, I think I would still be surprised if he's moved because I think that would be a quick turnaround from the contract. But it, it's like you said, there's a, there's just a lot of the little things that leak at least make your ears perk up. And I'm, I'm just wondering, will more stuff come out? Mark Cuban has been, has came out already very clearly to Tim Kettle, the athletic, I think another source too, and saying, Hey, this is not like this is not happening. Rick Carlisle pregame uh, before the Boston Celtics game. He's like I, he addressed it before even taking a question on it. He he's opened his whole thing and was like, I'm sure I'm gonna get questions about this. I'm denying it. We're not. And that's what that's what you're supposed to do. You want to back your your other superstar on the team. And I get that. And on paper, you want it to work, right? Yes, this is a, yes, a, a, a perfect fit next to Luka Doncic, a seven foot three sniper who can protect the rim and all this stuff on paper. But there's a lot of stuff outside of the paper that you need to fit together like a puzzle piece. And I think they're still trying to figure that out, not just the Mavericks, but also KP side too. So we, we got to see how that unfolds over the next three or four weeks with the trade deadline uh, almost, what, a, a month from today. Just about. Coming up, we're going to get into that, talk about why Rick Carlisle unprompted mentioning the Porzingis trade rumors. Why does that matter? And what does that mean for Porzingis' trade? Then let's talk a little bit about the Warriors because that was Ian Begley's whole rumor was that the Warriors and the Mavericks had talked about a package. So we'll talk about that. And then later in the show, we'll get into the schedule. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag, the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports actions. So much stuff that you could bet on. They have everything. They have NBA right now. They have college. They have uh you know, they have NHL that's going on right now. They have award shows. They have TV shows, reality TV, all the stuff that you can get into. There's so many things at Bet Online that you can bet on. Go to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can do that right away. Uh, let's see what they got here Lakers, Jazz tonight. Jazz are an eight and a half point favorite. Interesting thing on that. You guys have already seen what has happened in that game. So that one, probably, you probably don't care too much about that game. Not too often that LeBron faces the MVP favorite. Mavericks are not up there, but the Nuggets, six and a half point favorite over the Wizards. You have the Clippers, seven and a half point favorite over the Grizzlies. Couple of odds there that you can bet on for the NBA. Go there, use the promo code LOCKEDON, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, 
Talking about Tiger Woods, he's hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details, and you can get more of the sports news that you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, so you mentioned it before the break. Rick Carlisle, before the Celtics game, mentioned the Kristaps Porzingis trade rumors, and he does not do this often, but when he kind of senses that there's a question coming, he will answer the question before it is asked (laughs) because he's expecting it. And so he said, I know there's going to be Kristaps Porzingis trade talk or trade questions. I am denying that. Mark Cuban has denied it. And him coming out and saying that, to me, says to me that he knows that Porzingis is going to be sensitive about that and that he doesn't want to get it to get too far. But, or I mean, to take up for KP, ninety-five percent of players would be sensitive around that, right? I mean, probably if you're a superstar. Like, I you don't want to hear that. I think that's a, what you got to do. There's a certain level of vet, I think, that just kind of accepts the fact that they're going to be in trade rumors. Like, I, I, I think about like Pau Gasol with the Lakers. Like, he was talked about in trades every single year, and you know, there's just other people. Like, feels like Seth Curry was always in trade rumors with the Mavs because he. Well, he, Seth Curry is a, a fringe rota- you know, he's a rotational player. It, true. I'd say I'm, majority I'm of max contract stars, they teams would want to do that. For sure. And I think it's a good thing that they're backing their guy and that they're saying that this is not the case. However, is if they do trade him, it's gonna look bad, right? <laughs> if they do that and say, We're not talking about this, it's not happening, then he gets traded. So Hey, well, Daryl Morey did not shop Ben Simmons for Harden. I mean, we know did that not happen. because he tweeted that. I mean, did not happen at all. So, yeah, who knows with some of this stuff lying right to your face, lying to, to uh, media people, behind the scenes and all that. The Warriors was Ian Begley's trade, you know, rumor type thing. And what kind of packages could they create? I've had people send me, you know, what about Wiggins and Wiseman? What about Draymond and Wiseman? I think the Draymond and Wiseman would be awesome for the Mavs. That would be, like, just hypothetically, let's say that it happened. Draymond would fit so well. Wiseman, I think, would be the center of the future, the center that the Mavericks really need, right? That pick and roll. Like he would fit with the Mavericks better than he fits with the Warriors, I think, because he's that pick and roll. He can also kind of pick and pop a little bit, not as much as KP can, but he can do that. He also defends the rim, and he's way more athletic than, than Porzingis is. So that would be – but he's also behind Porzingis as far as timeline goes. That would be a little tough. Draymond obviously be incredible for this team. You imagine Draymond and James Johnson like – together just doing anything (laughs) do you think Draymond and Boban would be friends I think they would (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah I don't think the Warriors are going to trade Draymond for anything like I you could offer them Luka and I don't know if they would be like (laughs) well the so the Warriors angle to this was uh interesting when I saw this and yeah for these next few minutes we're just going to talk about like the what if if that did come to fruition um you know if the Warriors for the Warriors to pursue a trade like that they're going to want to win now and that's why you, you make a deal like that because in, so I, I would not expect Draymond to be a part of that at all. No, uh, I would think, you know, the Warriors are looking at it saying, Hey, we only have so many years of Steph Curry in his prime. So we want to capitalize on this. So they would want to pair KP with a Draymond and with Steph and with clay next year. And, you know, yeah, you just surround me have shooting for days on that. The question for would be for Dallas because I think the deal would have to center around James Wiseman and then you're making contracts work. So you could theoretically uh, do like a James Wiseman, Kelly Oubre, and you know, one of the other like fringe rotation pieces like a Damian Lee. <laughs> um, 
everybody that has ever asked a question in our mailbags is like, their ears just perked up. Hold on, wait, we could get Kelly Oubre Kelly too? Kelly Oubre? We oh could get God. Kelly Oubre? Always mention 40 on us. Always mention uh, But that's an interesting route. So if you do that, all of a sudden, Oubre and Wiseman, that gets you to $23 million. This year, Porzingis is making 29. So you do have to make up that uh, that six million. You could do like Looney is there, but you, would, I don't know. you wouldn't have to do the full six. I think you could do a couple couple million and, and make it work probably. But it but that's the thing. It's like what you said. Would Dallas be willing to do that? I just I just listened to our buddy John Johnson Charks and them on the Ringer. They talked about this earlier today. I guess it might have been on yesterday's pod for them on the Ringer NBA show, and they were presenting the same question. Like, would Dallas be willing to take a step back when you have Luca at his prime? Like it's crazy to say Luke's at his prime. I don't even know if that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in his third season. And he's like doing all this stuff. It's crazy. Like what is his prime? Uh, will remember that conversation? Is this like what Luca is? Will he ever get better? I mean, I feel like Luca's already like peaked, you know, and like, <laughs> come on, get out of here. Um, but like for Dallas, to get Wiseman and to like get an Ubre, you know, I don't know if the Minnesota pick would be in there. So they ba- basically debated like, hey, the Minnesota pick and, and, you know, for KP basically and match the money or whatever. But I, I don't, that's a really big step back if you're Dallas. So that's the whole thing. Like you got KP to, to pair with Luka Doncic. And on paper, you have two superstars and it fits, it works. You got KP, I mean, Porzingis for the steal of a deal. Like what they got for KP is just like insane. I don't care what Knicks fans want to say with anything. They could, if they wanted to, they could trade Kristaps Porzingis today and whatever they got back for Porzingis would still be better than whatever they gave up for Porzingis. So <laughs> I'm still fine with like, I don't care what the, 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 the draft picks and all of that. Um, but that's the thing. It's like number one priority more than anything is to make it work between the two, you know, between the two players. And it, it's not, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not even like it's not working. <laughs> it's just, we, right. we need to see more of it and on the court and everyone happy and all that. But the, yeah, the Warriors thing is I- intriguing to think about though. This only happens if one side goes bad on it. And it doesn't sound like the Maverick side is going sour on it. This would have to come from Porzingis. And I didn't mention this in the first segment, but We've seen this happen before with Porzingis, with the Knicks, right? Like, if this is a player that this hadn't happened before, then I may not be as much, like, my red flags wouldn't be as high, right? (laughs) If he hadn't have done this before. And so since he's done it before, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a big possibility, but it's out there. Wiseman, Ubre, Wanamaker for Porzingis. That that seems like, I know Wiseman was top, what was it, number two pick? Kind of seems like selling low to me, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too low on Wiseman. I feel like Warriors fans would freak out. Like we can't give up Wiseman for that. But yeah, well, I think one the Warriors I think would be way much better. I mean, yeah, I mean their lineup way then much, would, way more better. Whatever. <laughs> you and I uh, both with our adjectives today. <laughs> Um, but no, for, uh, yeah, it, but once again, you're getting some younger pieces back. It's to say, even if the Minnesota picks in that deal, Ooh. you you're looking at got my attention. It, but like you're looking at a rookie next year, yes, with Rick Carlisle. You're looking yes. at James, you know, James Wiseman on this rookie, a super young guy, and you're telling Luca, "Hey, we know you tasted the playoffs last year in this Clippers series and all this stuff. Our whole message to you is like we're going to get better to keep going. We want to push further in the playoffs." 
but yet we're going to swap out the superstar for two guys under the age of, you know, 21. And I know, I know Lucas 21. So it's a lot of it has to do with where Lucas mindset is of like, Hey, I got patience. I, you know, I'm, that's cool. Is the message. Hey, if we got that stuff back in a deal, hypothetically, then what could you turn Wiseman in that pick into later on down the road? I could see that too. You know, if it's another type of Bradley Beal hit the you know market, then uh, so like there's a lot of stuff like that. We don't even know, you know, what any of that. But that type a, of that type of deal also clears up a bunch of cap space. So you could take that. You could take a. You could take that pick and all of a sudden trade for a guy into your space, right? So like there's mm-hmm. possibility you could do something like that too if you if they went down that route. There's all kinds of ways, but I think your point is correct in that. If you're gonna get like the, the, you have to find the superstar next to Porz, next to Luca, is it Porzingis? We think basketball wise, it should fit and it has fit. We've seen it re- work really well, and it's just personality wise, is that is it gonna pan out? We don't know that yet. We can't answer that question yet. And the next the next player that plays next to Luca, I feel like has to be a veteran, right? Like has to be a guy that's been around the league that comes in and says, all right, I'm ready to start winning and I'm okay with you being the number one guy. And because that would be the only reason Porzingis would want to leave. He got jealous because of Luca or he, you know, wants his own team or something like that. Right. Those are the only options I can think of that he would be, or he, or he doesn't like Rick, you know, or, or doesn't like Cuban or doesn't, you know, one of those, one of those options, right. Just trying to think through what would be his mindset if he wanted to leave. All this extremely hypothetical. Yeah, all the hypothetical. Cubans denied all of it. We're just talking about the Begley rumor and, you know, what happens over this next three or four months. Okay, do you think this is the last we hear about Porzingis trade rumors? No. What year do you think this is? I know, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I know Cuban and Rick and them, I've gotten ahead of it. And it's like, hey, or trying to and saying, hey, you know, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> if they really got ahead of it, it would be hilarious because they'd come out and be like, there are no Porzingis rumors. Like, we didn't hear about any like, Porzingis rumors. <laughs> uh, but it, it will be very curious how these next few weeks play out. He's questionable uh, for tonight in Philly. If it will continues. Yeah, will he play against Philly? You know, the more games that he sets out for non-management you know management stuff on back-to-backs, the more red flags people will throw up. It's like, hey, are they protecting him? Are they, you know, just seeing what happens? But then again, like we need to see it on the court. We want to see him play with 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 Luca and see 100%. these guys and the chemistry. And the Mavericks are rolling right now. They're having a, a blast. Like they've won six of the last seven, seven of the last nine. And if they go into Philly or Brooklyn and win, you know, one, two of these games, and they're still streaking, and everybody's talking about the Mavs, like it's it's crazy that. The Mavericks have tur- looked like they've turned things around a little bit, and Luca had this crazy shot and everything. But the KP story is kind of like the underlying big story right now for the Mavericks it, at the same time. Uh, we, we're this segment is so long now, but we keep saying that Porzingis is the number one story of this season. They, they are going to rise and fall with Porzingis. Luca is the floor and ceiling raiser, but Porzingis is the the, the ceiling raiser. Like he raises it even higher. If they have Luca, then they're a certain level of a team, and he can also take him to a certain level. But Porzingis lifts that ceiling up even higher. Yeah, and so I hope it works out. I'm not. I'm not advocating to say that. Oh, they need to trade him. They have to trade him. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not coming out here and being like they have to get rid of him. 
all that. Wait, I've no, seen- best case scenario for the Mavericks is it works and this duo yes. is together for the next yes. eight to 10 years because they're so young, they're so good, and they fit perfect together. That's best case scenario for sure. Best case scenario, his feet start working and we, we start seeing some defense. Love you, KP. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. Coming up, let's get into the schedule. The second half of the schedule came out. We got some interesting things we're looking at. Is there any kind of trends like we saw? We pre- we basically predicted the Mavericks record up until now because we looked at the schedule and said, this is a rough patch. This is an easier patch. And it's well, pretty I'm much, looking at April 24th. It's pretty Lakers much played out home, like that. We'll talk about when? that coming up. But before we do, rockauto.com. It is the one place. Your one-stop shop, basically. One-stop auto shop for all the parts your car will ever need. You can save money. You can easily find your stuff. Your stuff. If your car needs a stuff, go find the stuff at rockauto.com. You can look up your car based on the make, the model, the year, all that kind of stuff. You look through it. Find what you need. Find some stuff maybe you didn't know that you needed that's there at rockauto.com. You don't have to go out, and maybe it's raining outside. You don't want to have to go check what size wiper blades you need. Rockauto.com will tell you what size wiper blades you need. So you can go check that out. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Is all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com February is Black History Month and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents More Than the Game This week, we have two conversations on protests in sports across leagues. Then, tune in for a discussion on the importance of black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the most important work that's still left to be done, all in a discussion on Lockdown Presents. Go check out that podcast. Subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's briefly touch on the schedule. Maverick's schedule comes out. They will play the rest of their schedule. And, uh, yeah, we will see... uh, We'll see. Right. You want to go game by game? Game by game. First of all, let's start. Okay, did they add the po- – I didn't get a look that closely at it. Did they add the postponed games? They the did, end? yes. So uh, you look at April 7th. Uh, that's – yeah, that's a Wednesday. They added the Rockets game in that. So that's at Houston. You have the Detroit game on April 21st, and then you have the New Orleans game on Wednesday, May 12th. Okay, all those games are a back-to-back now. Right, so the Mavericks have eight uh, back yes. to eight back to backs in this stretch, and so the other day when I said that some of these postponed games may come back to bite the Mavericks, that's where it did. Right, they they had to add some extra back to backs in that, and so we'll but see. If- there, but the travel is the traveling on those is is very limited. Where they put those in, it yep. actually works pretty well. Uh, you know that Houston one, you're at Houston, and then the next night you're back home in Dallas you know, playing against the Bucks. It's not ideal. Uh, but it's still it's short travel on that that 21st game against Detroit you're already at home and you except you would love to have the uh, the days off in between that Sacramento and Lakers game but now you have a front end back to back playing the Pistons and then the Lakers so at least you're still sticking at home in that case and you have two days off before that Detroit game too so a couple days off yeah, there sure. you get uh, yeah so these are not schedule losses I'm not trying to say that but if we start looking at this schedule a pretty tough stretch that I noticed is. March 13th to March 21st. There's a there's uh, at Denver, home for the Clippers twice, and then home for Portland twice. That's a pretty big schedule right there, especially if we start getting into some tiebreaker st- like 
scenarios, right? If all yeah. of a sudden the Blazers go on a you know a losing streak, the Mavericks go on a winning streak, they're getting close right there. Denver and the Mavericks are you know neck and neck. It, that for some tiebreaker stuff, that's gonna matter. That stretch right there. There's also a big stretch of away games that starts happening there. So at Portland, at Portland, at Minnesota, then home for Indiana, at New Orleans, at OKC, at Boston, at New York, at Washington, home for the, home for the Jazz, and then at Houston. That's that first of the back to back home for Milwaukee. So like that stretch right there. That's a lot of away games. It's gonna kind of look like that January stretch again. Well, yeah, I mean, even the month month of uh, March, you know, there's four home games in the whole month, so yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of away games. It's not a lot, Isaac. <laughs> it's it's not, uh, but the, yeah, that stretch is what I'm looking at in a few weeks that you mentioned: Denver, uh, Clippers, Clippers, Portland, Portland. That's a five game stretch the week before the trade deadline, too. Uh, to kind of lump it into our conversation earlier, of yeah. you know. Teams are going to be figuring out what the crap they have, and I, we're going to see some deals be happening over the course of that week leading up to that deadline on the 25th. They play Minnesota the day before uh, the trade deadline. but And then looking at like the end of the season, I know we were talking about this earlier, yeah. uh, but you know the end of the season, it's so wild to try to – you have no clue what's going to happen th- that last week because you have – playoff teams that's still jockeying for playoff position and what seeds they want and trying to match up with the certain matchups and who who they can meet in the second round. You have teams like, you know, for instance, Dallas plays, you know, Memphis in New Orleans in, in two of their last four games. These two teams could be fighting to be in the play-in tournament. So, that could be very competitive games. Then you have a team like Toronto in the East that, you know, we're assuming that they'll be in the playoffs, but we don't know where they're going to be in the you know, in the seeding. So, they're going to be fighting or, you know, or they couldn't. I say I say that, but it works both ways. They could be set in their spot and say, well, we don't care about this game. And, you yeah. know, Minnesota, they're just going on to lose that last game. So they'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be the Alec Peters game all over again for Minnesota. How many first first overall picks can Minnesota get? I mean, jeez. Wiggins, um, Towns. I think, though, that end of this, the end of this, the schedule right there, the end of the season stretch, I think kind of gives the Mavericks – a, a, a fighting shot at getting like the sixth seed where they don't have to play the play in tournament. Starting with Sacramento, the 26th, you have Sacramento, Golden State, Detroit, Washington, Sacramento. That's sec- that stretch is pretty easy, right? Like considering where those teams are now, now maybe some, one of those teams pops, like maybe Sacramento all of a sudden goes on a tear and all of a sudden that, t- that game looks a lot harder than it was, but the Golden State one will be hard. Golden State one. Yeah. Will, will be difficult. Then you have Miami, Brooklyn, no idea where those teams are going to be. Cleveland, Cleveland, Memphis, New Orleans, Toronto, and then Minnesota. So there's some easier games there at the end of that. You at least play Detroit twice at the end of the season. You play Minnesota, play Sacramento twice, uh, Cleveland twice. Like There's some easier games in there. And so I think if the Mavericks take care of business, they could all of a sudden stack some wins up at the end there and push themselves into a good spot. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the last 12 games of the season, somewhere through there, 12, 13 games. And if you're looking at like games, you're like kind of really worried about going into them. Golden State, Miami, Brooklyn, maybe Toronto, but you don't know what state Toronto will be in. Is there a scenario in which we're doing what we love to do? Is there a scenario in which you know Dallas goes, you know, nine and three or ten and two over their last you know twelve thirteen games? I mean, that's that oh, would be a heck of a way. To I'm end ready. The I'm ready to start talking about peaking going into the playoffs, Isaac. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. They're peaking yeah. at the right now. time. Right now. This is the time. Now, the, the worst 
the other side of that is, yeah, people are listening to me like, yeah, then they're going to lose to Cleveland and lose to Memphis. <laughs> we're like, dang it, they're not finishing the year strong. Dang you, jaded Mavs fans. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, a lot, of, you know, a lot of national TV games. I mean, you're looking at that yeah. second week of March. I mean, it's pretty much NBA TV every other day. ESPN there. They have a stretch in April uh, to where literally their games is ESPN, ESPN, NBA TV. This is all in a row. ESPN, ESPN, NBA TV, Fox, TNT, ABC, NBA TV, TNT. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a heck Those of a stretch a there. Uh, if you're, uh, yeah, boycotting the um, AT&T now package or whatever it is, <laughs> you, you'll have some national TV games during that stretch. Which game are you most looking forward to in this schedule? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's not a, I mean, yeah. I mean, anytime they play the Lakers, they play the Lakers, you know, back to back, play a lot of these, you know, some of these teams back to back. AD will be back by then. I would like to see the, them play the Lakers without AD just to see. Cause that, I mean, that's if, if without AD and then if like Porzingis was out, I feel like that would be a more exciting matchup because with AD, it's just kind of unfair at that point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm really looking forward to the Brooklyn matchup. These next two games you know, over these next few days, the, the Nets game, uh, or the Philly game tonight, the Brooklyn game coming up in a, in a couple of days. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, these are the two best teams yeah. in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. I want to see you know them going against Embiid, the whole Seth Curry, Josh Richardson thing we'll all love. And then, yeah, I, I just want to see them matching up with Brooklyn. And hopefully Maxie's back for that. Hopefully KP's back for that. And I, I think these next two games, are they measuring stick games for you, these next two? These next two games, Philadelphia at Philadelphia at Brooklyn. To, like if, if Kev, they if they lose them, are you changing anything your view on the the team? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, you. But you, if they beat the but if they beat them, yes. are, are they changing? Yeah. Nah, it um, depends on if Durant plays. If Durant plays, then that's di- that's a different animal. Then all of a sudden you're playing a team with you know three of the best scorers, and you're like, I don't know if they would win that game anyway. But I, I think yeah. you understand DeAndre. If they show some fight in those. All right, there you go. That's some schedule talk. Guys, we will be back tomorrow talking about, uh, man, they have another game, right? These games. Philly. These games. These Philly games. So we'll be back talking about Philly. Guys, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.